Uh, long time no see. <laughs> and I'm in a sea of red because uh, she didn't tell me she was on her period. Uh, that's a true story. Story time for another time. The story. I guess I can story that down. <laughs> uh, Jesus. Welcome to episode 148 of the Off and Be podcast with Clint Nelson. Um, I'm your host, Clint Nelson, hence in the fucking name of the podcast. I put my name in it because I want you to say my name, say my name. Ah, Jesus. Uh, say it when everyone's around you. And, uh, you know, you can say I love you. I ain't running games, um, but I could be a soldier and I do carry big things. Um, and those big things include my sensitivity. Um, <laughs> oh, it's a big burden, all right. I carry it heavy on me. Uh, Jesus. But yeah, welcome to episode 148. Uh, it's been a week. Well, I actually posted last Saturday. Recording this on uh, recording this on June 2nd, 2022. Holy shit. Holy shit. I was about to say holy six. Well, it is June 6th. Well, you know, June, the number, the month, six. Uh, six, two, two, two. <laughs> I don't know about you, but I'm already hating this before I'm starting to. And I just realized I've got to fucking turn my fan on. So this is going to be a hot, hot pod. Not necessarily for the quality or because I'm going to be zinging and zinging, but because I'm legitimately going to be uncomfortable and irritable. Um... Yeah, welcome, welcome guys. Uh, I know I said I would start posting three a week, but probably gonna be one. Tried to get two out this week. We'll see what happens. This one's gonna be posted on Thursday. Uh, yeah, I've been a pretty busy guy. Like I said, nothing, nothing, nothing. Little update. Nothing crazy has changed. Just uh, still been hitting it. Still been hitting the gym, the workouts, the body. Really been uh, learning my body inside and out. And, uh, you know, it's fascinating to me. Uh, I, I I guess uh, this is not going to become the body issue ESPN style. Um, even though uh, that would be kind of clever if I did. Well, not clever. But what if I like did an episode title where it was just the body issue? What? Do you have an issue with my body? Uh, I don't know. I like a... I like cars with different bodies, including uh, my body, your body. Okay, Clint. Uh, yeah, but yeah, uh, no, no, nothing crazy has changed. Uh, I've been uh, yeah, just kind of, just kind of been in my routine type of thing. Pretty relaxed. Uh, I legitimately got a bruise on my shin. That literally looks like a mustard bottle. So yellow. Uh, actually, black and yellow, black and yellow. Uh, uh, you know, I don't know. I don't know what's going on out there. So we're just gonna kind of go back to the old school of the pod. And I'm just gonna start saying shit, and I'll probably end up going on 30 minutes about, you know, why uh why her sandals don't fit no more. Uh. Uh, lip balm, I guess you could say it's a lip service. 
Isn't that weird? Because shouldn't lipstick... Because I know lip service is technically supposed to be like when you're quiet about something. Or uh, when you kind of stay under wraps. Or when you basically say shit that's not the actual thing of what it means. But, so when someone's talking with lipstick, doesn't that mean it's lip service and then some? Because you're not just speaking with your lips. You're not just speaking nonsense with your lips. You're speaking it with glare, with flair, with uh, that derriere. <laughs> okay, cool. But no, no, you, you, you are very brass with it. The color red, it's very brass. And as I ironically foreshadowed in the opening, red. Uh, I'm seeing red, can't get you out of my head, girl, can't get you out of my head. I don't know what seeing red means in that song by Dustin Lynch. What the fuck are you talking about? Can't get you out of my head, girl. Can't get you out of my head. Uh, I'm seeing red. I guess. I, I wonder. I wonder if when he's saying I'm seeing red, is he literally just talking about a, uh, like maybe he's talking about her lips because that's all he sees is her lips, or is he talking about all I see is a uh, making you bleed. <laughs> Bleed it out. Uh, talk about a slip in the knot. The strings you can't attach. Uh, geez. Talk about a Herculean effort. Which, uh, no, not speaking of Hercules, but I, I'll, I'll tell you what. I've been watching a lot of reaction videos. A lot of reaction videos to... Well, not even reaction specifically. But you know those Jubilee, the cut. Those where they bring in like a poll of like 15 to 20 people. And they'll have a... Kind of like a conversation, open debate between people. And it's simply about very specific issues. Like it could be about uh, transgenderism. It could be about... It's very hot topic type of shit. It could be... A lot of it's about race. It's about a difference in, you know, the way people think. And it's like open... You know, I don't think it's a bad show by any means. Like I think that it's well-intentioned, but... I do notice that it's not really the most unbiased thing as you may the subject matter. You would think it's very unbiased, but they kind of bring in people where it's like, oh, I see what this is about. This is about we are going to bring very feminine dudes and we're going to bring in very feminine or masculine women. And the feminine dudes always just get run over in these conversations because they have no backbone. They're not really well versed on what they want to speak of. They just kind of go, they just kind of say shit and it doesn't necessarily mean nothing. But anyways, and I've been watching a lot of these things recently and I don't know why. I'm not really into being serious when I'm on YouTube and shit, but you know, uh, there was this one where it's uh they had them call call your ex and see uh and they they basically want to ask ask their ex over the phone like hey why do you think it didn't work out well probably because you call and ask things like why didn't it work out that may be one of them like when a marriage ends when you get a divorce. It's not a, there's no conversation that's needed for why it didn't work out. Like, there was a whole process that led to why it didn't work out. 
And when you financially involve lawyers and all that shit, it doesn't really matter why it didn't work out. Because you know what? It cost me a lot of fucking money. And now, I'm going to have to work a lot. You try working that out, okay? Uh, but I get it, you know, in just everyday life, everyday relationships, you know, when they say, oh, it's supposed to be just fun and shit. It's like, and I, you know what's interesting is that I, I had someone, not not very recent, but I remember a few years ago, they're like, you know, you know why it's important to really find someone at a young age and find someone to settle down with and truly develop a future with? And I'm like, well, you know, so you're not left out in the cold. So you get each other in its prime. You have kids at a young age. So even when your kids go off to college, you know, or, you know, not even, well, when your kids get older, you can still kind of have the fun. You still have your legs, you know, you still walk. You still uh, find some reason to live life. They're like, well, no, because it's very important for men to learn how to live with women. Um, and I was like, hmm, so is it important for women to learn how to live with men? And they're like, well, it doesn't really matter because at the end of the day, the woman runs the household. It's like, yeah, but, uh, someone's got to pay the bills for a house to be run. Um, (laughs) hence... That's why there's these roles and unity and shit makes work. Shit make work, right? But no, this isn't a anti-woman type of shit. No, no. I brought it up because they were making like the whole purpose is for you, Clint. For you, Clint, to actually develop as a person. And to actually learn how to be a well-rounded human being. Like, it was very, it was very, uh, deceptive. Not deceptive. It was very, uh... What's the proper term? Uh, I, I can't even think of the proper. I, I feel like you guys know what I'm saying. It, it's basically where they're they're, they're very, very they're being very facetious, I guess. I don't even know if that's the correct term, but we'll just keep moving forward. The whole thing was like you. It's important for a young man to live with a woman at a young age so they know when they get older how to properly groom. How the pro- It's like, first of all, if you don't know how to groom yourself and you need a woman, you need your wife to teach you how to shave. Like, so something fucked up happened along the lines before. It is not a woman's job to teach a man how to clean up after themselves. You're just supposed to do it. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> um, no, no. But the thing is, like, it's this weird thing where oh, when I was breaking down what they were saying, I'm like... I don't need a grown person to teach me how to do shit. That that's not. I don't need a partner to teach me how to do my laundry. I know how to do my laundry. I'm a self-sufficient human being. I know how to wash my body. Unless you want to wash my body, um, then that's a whole different thing. If you want to give me massages, sure. But I don't need another grown person to babysit me. And it it, it it what it opened my eyes to how a lot of people view a lot of the a lot of cohabitating of living with someone. It's they they think when they live with someone, the job of the other person 
is to like kind of babysit them to kind of fill in the gaps of what they lack as a person which to an extent i think there's natural gaps that guys and girls have in general that of course like you know you fill you fill in those roles you you do you, men do men shit women do you know everything else um <laughs> i'm obviously kidding when i'm being all this whole like oh woman in the kitchen but hey you know what i you should learn how to cook a little i don't think that's crazy like pig and blanket baby um <laughs> and don't look like a pig in my blanket um because i'll I, i'll eat you up and i eat a lot of sausage so Pig and blanket it is. Um, more like pig in a rice wrap. <laughs> it's basically my, since I don't really eat, not that I don't eat bread, but I just naturally haven't eaten bread in a long time or that often. I typically just eat rice and meat. So for me, it'd be like a sushi roll. It'd be just rice. It'd be like sticky rice to a sushi roll. And so meanness. It was like a pig in a sushi blanket. Oh, Sushi uh, sounds like a how to sounds like a uh, Wendy Wu character. Okay. By the way, Disney was ahead of its time. You want to talk about uh, diver? You want to talk about uh, actually uh, expanding culture in the Disney frame? I had a lot of respect. Even if the girl that played Wendy Wu was named Brenda. But hey, you know what? You can... Well, it's not. Let's fight the battles that are there. Okay. Um... <laughs> but no, look. It, it opened. And, my, and I, I guess the thing that I took away from all this the most is. Why the fuck would I want to live with someone? Why the fuck the the idea of I'm not saying I don't want to be married or be in a serious relationship and move in with someone. That's not what I'm saying. But the reason for the reason was like you know you should really start settling down again with someone. It's like well what you you think I'm just out here just like fuck like purposely just breaking these girls' hearts? It's like no, it comes natural, baby. Um, <laughs> I'm just. You know, it's funny, when I was in my hoe phase, without actually being a hoe, but you know, when basically I was in my temporary, hey, things seem to not work out, so let me label it something to make myself be in a more powerful type of motionless position, when in reality, I just kind of suck at a lot of this shit, or I was immature at the time. But the reasoning for it's like, wait, your reasoning is because I need to learn I need to learn. There's nothing she could do that I can't do. What? I can cook. I can vacuum. I can do dishes. I I, I can do all the generic, fill-in-the-blank, stereotypical woman role in a household. If you want to go there, I can literally do all those things. I can literally do all those things. But... So if we're talking about anything of me learning how to live with a woman, doesn't she actually need to learn how to live with me since I actually know how to do shit that she more than likely 
does not know how to do. And guess what? That's how it's supposed to be. And I'm cool with that. But I'm sorry. Unless you're, well, don't be like Paula Dean in other ways. But unless you're cooking me some, you know, shake and bake chicken. You know, real shake, shake and bake, baby. Um, because when I get home, you better be uh, shake and baking, all right. Uh, I'm not talking about the easy bake. Okay. Uh, don't give me that bullshit panko seasoning. Don't, baby, if you're going to brand my chicken, don't forget the barbecue sauce. Um, or for me these days. Yum, yum. Oh, yum, yum. There she is. Uh... It, it, it was just, it was just fat. I, I'm kind of like at a loss for words, even remembering, reminiscent on this conversation with this person, because they really thought, like they really thought they were like, oh, it's important for young people to live together, so then they can basically, when the inevitable will happen, you the first the first person you live with of the opposite sex that you are with, it will not work out. I hate to tell you. It will not work out. One thing, you know, shout out to my mom. One thing she she instilled me is that, you know, you can live with someone or you can know someone for years. You don't know anyone until you live with them. You just don't. You know, you can marry like, the, the, and she's she's a big proponent. You should live with someone before you marry them, right? Like, I I think it's insane. I I I think it's insane to just go on a blind leap and marry and not live with someone until you marry them. Because there are things you learn about people that are like, oh Jesus, like you are a disgusting fuck. But you don't know that because it's easy, like. I, I look at when you're when you're dating someone. It's like when the grandparents come once or twice a year. You know, everyone the previous day and a half, we're vacuuming the house, we're taking the laundry, we're doing the garbage, we, we're going in the basement, you know, vacuuming up the spiders that they're never gonna see anyways. We're organizing the tool shed, we're we're organizing, you know, we're blowing leaves out in the yard just to impress the grandparents who are going to come over for a couple hours for a couple days over the weekend, even though they're staying at a hotel, right? That's really what dating someone is like. You know, you know they're going to come over 45 minutes and 45 minutes. So, you know what? You, you know, you, you clean your bathtub a little bit. You scrub, you scrub your sink. You vacuum, you vacuum your room. You clean, you know, you pick up some of your nasty clothes because you don't have a basket because you're a disgusting fuck. You know, you clean some dishes, you put some air freshener in the air. Yeah, you know, you put up a decoration since you don't want your room to be bland, you know. You add a Pixar lamp to the corner, you know. Uh, Add some thoughts to her already thoughtiness. And you, you you know, you, you, you even do some dusting, right? Like you clean up the place and they go, ooh, so impressive. Because you know what, it, it it's like a, it doesn't change the way they look at you. But if you didn't do that shit and you you have a disgusting place, that changes everything in how they look at you. And it's easier to pretend when someone comes over once every couple weeks than it is 
when you can't lie about it every day because your disgustingness will come to light. Your, your shitty qualities of yourself, all your shitty qualities are to the forefront once you live with someone. You know, you, I, I'm a believer. You can lie to everyone else, but you can't lie to yourself. You can lie to everyone, and that social media can do a lot for you. I, I can do that on this podcast. I can tell, I, I can tell people how good, you know, how how uh, prosperous I am, how well intentioned, how how beautiful of a soul I am, how misunderstood. But you know what? If you were around me every single minute of the day, there would be some things you probably like. Damn, you're really shallow. Damn, you are really into yourself. Wow, you are really pretentious on some things. Because all your worst qualities get brought to the forefront when every fucking minute of your day is with someone. And you could get into the argument. Is it natural to actually want to live with someone every fucking day? Well, when you get to a certain point, when it becomes a reliance or a dependency, that's where that shit gets dangerous. Because then you either have to kind of uh, give in on some things that you absolutely hate to just accept and make it easier on everyone. Or it creates this real resentment where because you are so dependent on someone, you 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 everything becomes so personal and everything becomes so downtrodden and hatred. Every little thing. That's when nagging, quote unquote, the word nagging comes in place. Um, it's funny that we just replace words. Uh, I'm not bitching. I'm just nagging at you. It's like, you're bitching. Okay. Uh, there's a, and what this situation with this person opened my eyes. Am I, is like, why the fuck would I want to live with someone? It doesn't sound like a treat. The first person, like I said before, first person you live with, like in that capacity, it won't work out because you, you were too naive you 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 were just too naive to uh truly understand what you're getting yourself into and that and so do we all just need to live with well excuse the language do we all just need to live with a bitch that we know we're not really into but we do it for like 9 months a year year and a half just to get some reps in just to get an idea of oh this is probably what I'm gonna have to deal with when I'm actually with the person, the love of my life. That it may not be as annoying as shit, but you know, a lot of men and a lot of women have similar qualities as each other, typically. And you know, you're not completely thrown off by certain things. You learn, like you kind of soften the blow, and. You're little, You're just a little bit more prepared. You've been desensitized. You've been told you ain't shit a hundred times in the past 50 days. It's like, you know what? You can't hurt me no more, baby. Oh, it's love. I can feel it. Love is in the air tonight. Oh, Lord. Uh... It just doesn't seem like a fun time. I don't know. Living with someone has got to be one of the most... And God forbid sleeping in the same fucking bed. Like, look, I I have slept 
in a bed with lovely ladies before. Not always like that, but you know. And I understand why people don't sleep in the same bed as their partner. This shit is insane. It, it, it is wild. I don't care how big your bed. I don't care if you have a double XL, King Tut, whatever the fuck, mega mattress, firm bed, sleep number, purple bed, whatever the fuck is out there these days. It, it is God. It, it is nothing but tossing and turning. Heat, it is just heat suction. For some reason, when you are next to bed, when you have, when you're just by yourself and you have a blanket over you, it's like okay, you're warm, you're cozy. For some reason, when there's another human, and even if they're not one of those pullers of the p- blankets, uh, I guess you could say that's a blanket statement. Uh, Jesus Christ! But and God forbid if they like bed sheets that are like polyester, but you're more of I like cotton bed sheets. Then what will you do? Half and half? You can't do like half ice cream. They're like the bed sheets don't work. Do they make? Do they make like split bed sheets where it's half one type, half the other, half like silk, and the other like uh, I don't know arabica, coffee zinc type of leather. I don't know. You know they have weird bed sheet styles these days. Bamboo sheets. I don't know. You know, uh, bam, because I, I bam when I'm with my boo, if you get what I mean. Um, <laughs> and talk about bam out of bio, bringing the heat, bam, heat, ah, see what I did there. Everybody watch Kung Fu fighting. Um, but no, like, we, we, we need to stop. I, I, I'm honestly... I honestly don't know if I could sleep in the same bed as another human being every night. Like, I can get uncomfortable by myself. And even just laying next to someone for a brief period of time, I get a little antsy. It's like, all right. It's like, what the fuck? Uh, but it, it's like this kneel. But it is important to learn how to sleep in a bed with someone because you learn. Maybe you learn about respect and space. Maybe you learn about annoying things you do. You know, like stretching your legs, apparently. Apparently, that's an annoying thing. Um, uh, and someone always has to be... Someone always ends up gravitating to slightly over the middle. And you're kind of stuck on the last 20%. You're like, I can manage this. But then you wake up with enough sore necks. You wake up with enough aches in the backs. And you're like, you know what? I fucking hate you. And this is why... This is the core of why I think spouses start hating each other or why partners start hating each other. It all starts in the bedroom. And I'm not talking about the lack of satisfaction when things are uh, popping in the master bedroom, as uh, Drake would say. Master bedroom where we get it popping. I'm a bank. I'm a walk and teller. I'm a bank deposit. Drake always just talks about how much fucking money he has. Um, he's fine. He's running out of ways to tell you how much money he has. Um, can I get a lemon pepper order, please? You gotta have, gotta have the some whatever the you gotta have the link to order these. I'm not talking about the Dubai shitting on the girls they fly out link. That's not a want to need you want. Okay. Um that that that's a lemon uh, that's a lemon pepper, alright, because my eyes are burning from the acidity 
from your puke and bum juice. Yeah, nasty fucks. Anyways, uh, yeah, no, I, I, I you know, I, I kind of have, I kind of developed this theory that I really think a lot of disdain with couples in general starts with the sleeping arrangement. I understand the importance of you. You don't want to sleep in separate bedrooms all the time because. You know, then the bond, you know, if it strays away. And nowadays, it's like, if someone's sleeping in the other bedroom, they're texting bitches. Or they're texting motherfuckers. It is what it is. Like, if you're not there to at least kind of remind her, like, oh, fuck. You remind me of a girl that I once knew. And now when I look at you, I just want to kill myself, too. Like, Oh, who did I marry? Which, by the way, Tyler Perry just bought a hundred million dollar fucking house. Congrats, I guess. Um, it's kind of weird. Like, it's one of those weird like hundred million dollar house. I want to be that guy. Is it really necessary? It was something like nine bathrooms. It was like one of those things. It's like okay. I mean, good for him, I guess. But yeah, why did I get married? It. And living with someone doesn't necessarily mean marriage. Because you don't want to live with the person that you think you're going to spend your life with. And you know nothing about what's living with the opposite sex or your significant other is like. Because you're used to living your way, what you like in the fridge, your diet. Because you do become who your partner is. You do kind of turn into your partner. Like, if you go into the relationship being healthy, and your partner, not so much. You know, you, you could try to have split meals, but sooner or later, you're going to start eating the same shit. You cook meals and stuff, and you could try to add asparagus. You could try to add your beet juice, whatever the fuck you want to add. You could add your, you know, papayas. You, you could add your carrot squash bullshit. You know what? Sooner or later, you're just going to like, fuck it. I just got this tub of mashed potatoes, Bob Evans, baby. And you're just going to start buying mashed potatoes, mac and cheese, because that's what they like. And you're like, fuck it. You know, I'll add a little few LBs to make my hubby happy. And then uh, you realize he's like, no, actually, I I wanted you to stay thin, baby. Um, I truly believe that's the number one thing you got to figure out. That that would be my biggest worry. And when I was talking, when this person was trying to convince me of why you need to figure out this situation with the person you're with. Because you know what? You guys need to live together and figure out things. And like, yeah, I get it. But I feel like there's still a lot of other things I got to check off before I even think about wanting to live with this person. And especially if you're, you know, I always look at that shit as a trap. And people will use religion as this. And I get respecting religion and all that shit. But you know what? It's funny how people with religion, they'll pick and choose the parts that they want to apply. But then the ones they don't. And that's, I think, one of my gripes with a lot of these things. 
But if you date someone who's religious and you're not, it's fine. Except when they start you get when you start getting to these things like, hey, so I'm we're not living together until we walk after we walk down the aisle and we're married. And you're like, that's pretty illogical. Because you you didn't apply the wait till marriage to let me bust it open. Apparently that was okay. When the ramifications of bringing a child into this world before we're married, but not living together, you 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 thought the potential of bringing a child in this world wouldn't have been that big of a deal without being legally married, but living together in a rent apartment or whatever the fuck. Then you have to buy a house. Like you don't have to buy a house when you live with someone. You just Need to pretend you have a space of something. Shit, rent out a fucking public storage place. I don't give a fuck. Yeah, you'll learn a lot about someone in tight spaces if you get what I'm saying. <laughs> oh, I'm such an immature fuck, but that's what makes me beautiful. I just want you to know you're my favorite girl. Even if it is in a storage unit. Um. I guess the storage unit is really just like a flash card, like a USB, 128 gigabytes, baby. It's like, yeah, you can only afford 64. It's like, actually, I can only afford 28, but okay. Um, (laughs) But look, and I I guess going back to some of the videos I watch and, you know, it was I remember one of the questions on these things. I know I'm like going back and forth and shit, but I feel like it keeps interesting. One things were the question was uh, what they do is they have like they'll have like three men on one side, three women on the other side, and the narrator or the announcer they'll pose a question, and the people on whatever side that agree with whatever is being said. They come to, they come to the round table, the chair thing, and then they then they talk about why they agree with it, and then the, the people that don't necessarily agree with it, they come after after a few minutes, and then they give their point of view, whatever. And it was our woman the prize, and and they said our woman the prize, of course you know. Two of the three of the women, then one of the guys went there. And, of course, there was some guy that's like, you know, without women, we wouldn't have us. It's like, yeah, well, without guys, we wouldn't have us either. You got to have a guy to create a young man. And you got to have a guy to create a young woman. And vice versa. It all works. It's called the gene. It's called the genus theory. Oh, not the genius, you know, but it's, it's literally like both parties need to exist to make it happen. But whatever, it's crazy shit. I get it. But hey, you know what? Everyone's the prize. You know what? Everyone's fucking important, I guess. Everyone is so much fucking important. In reality, we all ain't shit, I guess. But... Yeah, I th- I think when this 
this and she she was an older not like a real old but like a middle-aged woman that I worked with and I would talk and she would, I would talk to her about things and her life was interesting to say the least she always had a boyfriend every other week which is kind of weird that I was taking her serious and her you know nothing about coming from the source who was coming from you know what I can't I couldn't take her serious anyways which is why like yeah I don't know about that one and I think it spoke a lot about how she went about her life how it was just all about having fun even though she already had two kids and None of those fathers were in the life, but she's out here with a new guy every other week. And I'm like, hey, your priorities are a little all over the place. And then you're out here telling me I should go live with, you know, you really need to live with a woman. You really need to live with someone. And it's like, yeah, I don't know about that one. Uh, it, it seems like, honestly, the worst fucking thing you could possibly do, even though if you live with someone, you get out alive, you get out after a year. You have no like crazy fees. You you in once the lease is up, your lease with her is up, and you just go your separate ways. You never call, you never text, you move to Kentucky. I don't know. Do what you gotta do, baby. Um shake and bake in Kentucky. Get that chicken. Um <laughs> Protect your chickens. Uh uh talk about chicken on the run. Yeah, kinda like a lot of fathers. Um, <laughs> oh, that's a dark one. Chicken, chicken run. More like a chicken little dick. Um, anyways, but yeah, it was a. Uh, it's crazy that people and I. I know I'm no. I'm a no. I. I. I really. Feel, I'm comfortable. Here's the. I'm. I'm not comfortable giving advice of what to do on things. I am comfortable in telling people what not to do. I think I, I think we, we could classify that. I, I don't I don't I don't think that all advice is I don't think one person could just not give any credible advice. Like I'm not one of those people like if you have an accomplished issue, it's like you know what, because not doing certain things is just important as knowing what to do. And I could, I, I, I'll be the one to tell you guys, do not, do not live with someone. Just don't do it. <laughs> don't, don't do it. There's no, there's no upside to it. No, but anyway, yeah, going back to, well, when you get in those situations where someone will use religion per se to be like, well, and to put a ring on it and stuff, I'm not... And even if you do put her, It's like, you know what? I'll meet you in the middle. We'll get engaged. We'll live at least for a few years. And if you could pretend for a few years and trap me, pretend to be a good old... A good old little bell button. Be a good old bottom dollar that tomorrow. Then you know what? You fool me for a couple years. Then we get married. And then you're just a piece of shit and you're lazy you can't do shit and you just decide not to do anything that you promised in your vows you promised to not do anything that you promised your life to me and all that shit you know what i'll at least give you the credit at least you pretended for two years you put in some time you wasted two years of your life pretending something i gotta give it to you but <laughs> This thing of, I'm not going to live with you 
until we are married is insanity. The more you live with someone before you're married, probably the better. You Because you have all the things that you have the breaking in period done. You learn what works with someone and what works with you two. You learn your sleeping habits. You learn your schedules, your combination of work, your social schedules, your life schedules. You know, if you have someone that likes to exercise and work out, you have a regimen of like, hey, they do this during this time. I do my thing during this time. You you learn to set alone time for yourself. Now everything has to be done together. And I think that's the thing. People think when they live together, they got to do everything fucking together. Hey, I'm going for a walk. Oh, Jesus, I guess I have to go too. It's like, actually, you don't. I prefer that actually I'm going on this walk. They get away from you. <laughs> and this house that I hate that I pay for every fucking month. It is a money pit. And you are the money pit. I'm not, the house is actually easy to deal with. I can justify paying for it. But you, bitch. No. Nah. But anyways. No. Nah, seriously. Uh. It's important to just like go through that period, that that period of. Pro- it's funny how see it happened. Uh, I, it hit me. I saw the forty-one minute mark, and I was like, "Fuck it!" It happened. Where I said, "Like you know what? I'm gonna zing and zang and do a bunch of cool shit and talk about whatever and be puns and all this shit." And then now I've talked for thirty-five plus minutes about moving in with someone. And let me just tell you, I am not moving in with anyone. I I am not even with a lady at the point. They're like, there's no reason for me to even be thinking about these things. But weird things like creep back in my head of conversations I had. And it's that thing of, you know, like sometimes like someone says something to you. And for some reason, like in the moment, it's like, ah. Eh. And like randomly three years later, it'll just like randomly hit you one day you're like what the fuck like ah, ah and it's not but it's like ah now i see why this thing is prevalent and i think it came to me because when i'm watching all these videos about uh the dynamics of men and women and how we think and all this shit. And I'm watching these reaction videos, a specific situation. I'm watching the Jubilee for entertainment purposes. But when you listen, you're like, what the f-? It's like, what, what is wrong with these people? The delusion in these people. Like, what happened to just reasonability? If that's even a fucking word. Like, for your sake, you should want to figure out who you're moving in with. Who you are dedicating your life to. And you incorporate at smaller scales. You see if you are even cohabit- cohabitable. And I think that that's also a big thing. A lot of people don't want to admit. And there are people you can love to death. And there's nothing that could tear you apart. That you are just so in sync with each other. But you just can't live together. You just can't. There's some people that are just better in doses. And some people, you are tolerable being around every minute of the day. 
Or most of the day, I should say. Because you're not literally side by side by anyone all day. Because if one person goes to work or vice versa, you're both like, you're, you're going to have technically time where you're not together. But you get the point where it's like, no matter what, I have to come home and see you. Shit. And it's like, yeah. If you, if you just get to a point where I actually don't despise coming home to see my partner, I think that's a win. I, I honestly think that's a win. You got to be reasonable. You think about the people you love the most, your friends, your family. Like, if you just get, like, if you, if you get to a point where it's like, you know what? I actually don't, don't look forward to seeing you. I think that's a good thing. And that's all you can ask for. Because there's, there's a lot of people. Like, when I hear these, and I know a lot of it's in jest, but behind jest, per se, behind things said in jest is a lot of colder, harder truth, and they just put a smile on Like, yeah. Like, when people make the wife jokes and all that, like, ah, oh, jeez, I have to go home. I have to go home and listen to her talk about blah, blah. It's like, oh. Like, the, the, that is true misery. Or vice versa, where when, when, when people legitimately, and they get off work, try to do anything but go home. Because they just don't want to deal with whatever their partner shit. And sometimes it's not even stuff their partner does or says. They could just start the hate thing about it. And also learn watching these videos that there are this, there's this thing called ick. Where you get to a, it's probably typically a little bit past the honeymoon stage, where you can hit a phase with your part where you just actually just hate every little thing they do. Like it's actual, it's an actual thing, and it's almost like you were trying to find every little reason to not like someone, and it's. It's more when when you hear people bitch about it. It's more like uh, when when they're complaining about the part. It's like, oh, you you just don't like this person. Like you know, I just don't like I just don't like when he actually talks about things that he actually enjoys doing. It's like, oh, um, well, uh, you sound like a treat to come home to. And those are the type of people when you like when you're around people at work and they. They are miserable to go home, and they, they will try to stay at work as long as possible. They will sit in their car for an hour, 15 minutes before they even, you know, get put that car in reverse. And even when they put that car in reverse, they're like, should I put it back in park? <laughs> uh, I, I, when you see things from observation, you, you, you have to understand, you have to create a realistic version of, of what you would want. And what's realistic to me. Is I just. Don't want to despise coming home. I don't expect when I come home. That I'm going to be treated like a king. That my wife's going to bow down. And kiss my feet. And take my shoes off. It, this isn't going to be catered to you. Destiny's child. I, I don't expect to come home. And be Destiny's child. Yeah, I'm gonna make your dinner with dessert and so much more. I wanna cater to you, and I won't have cufflinks at all. I'm not a, I'm not a blue, I'm not a, what is it called, white collar type of guy. 
Um, I'll take off your cufflinks. And I remember, I actually, I, I, I remember early on the pod, it had to be like within the first seven or eight episodes. I remember so distinctly. Oh, those, those were the fun days. When, you know, when, when the boy was inspired, when the boy was so motivated, uh, and I, I would just listen. And I, I remember because I, I remember the song under recent scrutiny at the time because of like Instagram and stuff. A lot of people were saying K2 is actually toxic. It sets feminism back and all this stuff. It's like, but these women are voluntarily taking care of the men. The woman wrote the song. Woman wrote this song. This wasn't Neo co-writing. This wasn't like Neo writing Beyonce said. You're irreplaceable. You must not know about me. You must not know about me. I can't have another you in a minute. Yeah, that, that song is actually pretty. In fact, he'll be here in a minute. That's pretty fucked up because in the music video of Irreplaceable... She's obviously already living with a guy, throwing his shit out, making him look like a piece of shit. When she's literally say, in fact, I can have another you in a minute. In fact, I've actually already been having him for a minute. And he'll be here in a minute to essentially kick your ass out of your own house. That's crazy. No one wants to talk about that, though. But, you know, I remember the Cater to, the cater to You by Destiny. Child. It was so controversial because it was literally about... A woman just not even going over the top serving her man, honestly. It was just like, hey, when you come home, I'm I'm just going to be your wife and actually enjoy being your wife. Isn't that crazy? She didn't say I was going to sit here. And suck your toenails. And you treat me like a servant. She's like, I, I. she already created the bathtub. Like in the song, she already created the bathwater. I'm going to have the bathwater ready for you. Or whatever the fuck they say. I'm going to have the bathwater ready for you. I'm going to have dinner ready for you. I'm going to dress. I'm going to dress in my sexy clothing for you. Because, you know. Dressing up in sexy clothing actually makes typically a woman feel good about herself too. So it's not just for him. And, you know, the whole song, it's obviously, it's not really supposed to be his birthday per se. But well, let's just say it's his birthday. Is that a problem that on his birthday, she wants to, you know, cater? <laughs> give, him the, give him the golden corral type of catering? Oh, the bread keeps coming, baby. Keep buttering up my bread. Um... <laughs> But no, I, 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 oh God, that pot, I remember so distinctly. Oh, uh, people irritate the fuck out of me, man. I swear to God. Uh, it's just funny hearing people talk about how they're the prize. Like, they're Beyonce. If Beyonce, Kelly Rowland, and Michelle Williams can cater to their man, I don't want to hear shit from you. Your idea of catering is you went to Subway... Or Publix and got him lunch for a couple days by getting the catering tray. That's your idea of catering. Alright? So you know what? I'm not telling you to rub your man's feet every day he comes home. I'm not one of those people. But. But. 
don't sit here and say they set femininity back from 2003 or whenever the fuck that song came out. Because at the time, they were the woman, like they were the symbol of woman empowerment and strength. With things like, say my name, I'm a soldier. You better be street if you're looking at me. And so many songs, I'm your girl, you're my girl, girl. I mean, we could go down with Desi's child, man. They got hits on hits. They got all the hits, girl. Um, could you imagine if Drake was like in some like male version of like 112 or B2K or Boys to Men or Jagged Edge? Or, like, a, he would be more like in the Destiny's Child. Like, it'd be a trio of, like, Drake, Trey Songs, and, like, Future. Because they all, like, rose up at the same time. And they were, like, all in, like, the same inner circle where you have the balance of Drake doing the, uh, Drake is the Beyonce of the group. Trey Songs would probably be, like, the, huh, maybe Kelly Rowland. And Future would, uh, I would say Future would be like Michelle Williams. Because Michelle Williams was always kind of like that third wing. No disrespect. And But she had a few good verses in the song. She had a few powerful moments. Like in the song Girls, she has a very pronounced part. I can see Future doing like his ad-libs in there. Like he has his ad-libs in every song. He may have a few lines. Like Future's not known for putting the most lyrically amazing shit out there. But... He provides value to a song. And that goes without saying. But yeah. So basically, Drake, Trey Songs, and Future, if they were in a trio together, they'd be the male version of Destiny's Child. She's the female version of me. I think he's talking about Beyonce. Because you know why? Girls love Beyonce. They love the fuck with the unconscious. Uh, not coming home and starting, no shit, starting some shit when I'm in the zone. Uh, girls love Beyonce. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's a, uh, it's a man's world. Ah, shit, uh, trying, trying, trying to, trying to get back on track here. Uh, but yeah, but you know what? If you, if you don't live with someone enough, you don't, if you don't live with someone long enough and they don't even do that. When there has to be incentive to respect you and love you. Then they have to earn your love before. Because ironically, it, the thing about getting the ring is that you think that you do all this work. But people always say, no, you have to prove to me that you earn my ring type of thing. Like from a woman's point of view. It's like, I'm not going to do certain things for you until you get the ring. And from a guy's point, it's like, well, you have to show me things before I give you the ring. But then it's that weird power dynamic where it's like, then what happens is, tell me what happens is they do all this stuff. You give her the, you know, you give her the ring and all that shit. And then they're typically complacency, relaxing thing. And they may just stop doing a lot of shit because you know what? What are you going to do now? It's weird how getting... And I, I think it creates this, like, you want to be with someone until, 
until you get to that marriage ring status. Because once you do that, you know, you're just friends who make babies sometimes. You know, it's like a Joe List said in his special, like, you know, you, you can't. Well, when you when you're married and you're with your wife or you're with your partner, you you can't get too freaky in the bedroom. You you can't say certain shit. You can't you can't call your wife a dirty fucking whore piece of shit. Oh, it's like oh, I want to strangle you and shit, and then be like, I'm sorry, and then be clean dishes. Like I'm sorry, I don't know what got into me. It's like, yeah, you you can't really push past that. You know, this ain't the Trevor Bauer special. Okay. Um, or Deshaun, um, but Deshaun Watson, he didn't really seem like he was a really, not to get into Deshaun Watson's kinkiness, but he, he didn't really seem like he was like over the top in his like sexual, uh, overtness. It it wasn't like Christian Grey out here. He wasn't out here Well, Christian Grey, you know, his is more of a power dynamic thing, but It didn't seem like Deshaun Watson was verbally saying weird shit. He just kind of has like that expectation that creates awkward, weird sexual environments. I think that would be a fair criticism. Even for the biggest Deshaun Watson defenders, it's like... It's a pretty unclear sexual environment precedent that he may set. Maybe. I don't know. But apparently there's a 23rd and 24th lawsuit which why is it like shouldn't there be points like all right hey we got 22 it's been six months since these have been filed what are you 23rd and 24th doing now like now now the shit's like all right like now i'm tired of these bitches (laughs) not not literally tired like you know but like this is where it's like it, it i it honestly all you're doing is by adding lawsuits it's like these women that the the most recent ones that added it is like why why wait you could have done it when everyone else filed in the same time it's almost like they wanted to wait and wait it's almost like it was planned from the opposing point of view that hey we are going to plan for you guys to wait and we're going to plant these lawsuits just in case the other ones start to clear out and veer and it seems like he may be found innocent or they're going to lose credibility and steam, which it seems like a lot of these things have lost credibility and steam. And I'll admit, at first, I was one of these, look, man, he's going to, this dude's not playing. He's going to be suspended. Even with just with the vast amount, some of these were going to stand and he was going to be punished for it, right? And it seems like he's not really going to be punished for anything except just for bringing a black eye to the league for the situation itself. So we'll probably get like six A-game suspension, which is really a slap on the wrist considering what he could get. But he's still going to have to deal with this shit in court. But then it's like this is like, oh, it's almost like they're trying to delay and keep this shit going on. And it's not really about holding someone accountable Stuff. It's almost like we're gonna gonna keep trying to plant shit and be deceptive with these lawsuits and how we do it to make it seem like someone is 
guilty even though it seems like there's not really enough to prove he's actually guilty. Which, by the way, for the Johnny Depp and Amber Heard shit, the verdict, he was found. He basically won. I think he only won like a couple million. I was so confused. Like, the verdicts, whoever the whoever the lady that reads the verdicts, it was like nine minutes long. It's like they went through all these specific things. And it's like, just say, like, just make it like the movies. I don't care. You know what? I, I know, I, I know the real life is not like the movies when it comes to court and that's fine. But goddamn, like it could have been a minute and a half. Like the court finds, the jury finds Amber Heard a cunt of defamation. Like they could have kept it so simple and they, they went through like 90 questions and Answers and depositions in the verdict. It's like, geez, I, I don't even know what to make it. If it wasn't for the title saying, hey, Johnny Depp won, Amber Heard lost, I would have been so confused of the verdict and what the fuck she was saying. Well, maybe go to law school. It's like, this shit's on the Law and Crime Network. All right. A lot of YouTube channels made a lot of fucking money during the Johnny Depp Amber Heard. They probably made more money than Johnny Depp actually probably won in that trial. Isn't that ironic? Um, but yeah. Uh, shit, I'm already over the hour mark. Gotta wrap it up. But yeah. Uh, moral today's pod is... Um, uh, know your side of the bed. Do they do half and half bed sheets? Uh, I guess it could be a swirling bed sheet. Uh, because, you know, vanilla pudding, baby. Uh, but yeah. Live with someone that you're not too serious with. Don't get them pregnant. Don't get pregnant if you're on the other side. Learn some things. Break up with that person, then find the actual love of your life, and then, then you'll have a good idea of, hey, when we move in, we know what we need to do to figure out, to know what's cohabitable. Oh, and I think a bigger, like, I, I almost forgot the bigger point when I was talking about being, I think here's the harsh truth about a lot of this, is that sometimes... The person that you may not love the most is probably the person that you could live with realistically. I know because, and honestly, that's a real quality that matters because you have this crazy, deep, passionate love, but then you can't stand when they fart in bed. You can't stand how they shower. You can't stand when their nose gets stuffy. You can't stand looking at them. Around the house. You can't stand that they can't do shit. That they're a piece of shit. And then someone that's like. Hey. Yeah. You're pretty cool. I don't hate you. You're pretty. You're pretty stoic. It's not over the top. You're not emotional. Yeah. This seems a bit more. Relaxing. This seems a bit. A comforting home to come to. And I think. Sometimes that factors in when people decide who they want to spend their life with. Because this is someone you have to be around every fucking day. When you make that decision, 
That's not something you take lightly. You know what else you don't take lightly? These nuts. Okay. No, actually, take take it very lightly. Um, Because, you know, I'm on a a pitch count um, (laughs) in my head. Uh, If you know, you know. That's a guy reference. If you know, you know. Every guy knows their pitch count. That's all I got to say to that. All right. That is episode 148 of the Off and Me podcast with Clint Nelson. Don't forget to like, comment, follow the pod, subscribe. And oh, Jesus, I forgot to say at the beginning. But of course, ladies and gentlemen, suck some titties. Yeah, hit that high note. Almost like Ariana Grande. Except uh, the only thing she's saying hi to is uh, Mac Miller's spirit because she used Pete Davidson for, you know, wants and needs like a little baby. All right. Have a great day, guys.